The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone out there in listening land. Yes, this is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I was at the beach all week last week, which was fabulous at a wonderful friend's beach home. And uh, the island was so empty. uh, There were about three or four people on the entire beach in our area and then 20 to 30 feet away from us. So we had no problem with social distancing. Um, No, I admit I was not on the beach with my mask, but nobody was around to spread anything. Um, I was not going to get a mask tan. Okay, that would definitely that you know how people all look like raccoons because they have their sunglasses on and they're getting tan. Well, I certainly don't need to have the mask on as well. That would look really, really weird. Uh, But but we were away, like I said, from everybody and being very safe. Um, I hope everybody had some kind of wonderful 4th of July weekend. I cannot believe that it was a 4th of July weekend already. So we are definitely on the other side of half the year. And usually at this point is when I count down to Christmas. As soon as the 4th of July comes, the rest of the year goes by so fast. Now, I don't know if it's possible for any time to go by faster than it's been going by already. And I'm sure we are hoping for it to go by quickly and get this all over with and let's get 2020 out of the way and you see isn't it amazing right each year i remember 2018 being terrible actually it may have started before then but i remember people telling me oh gosh i can't wait for 2018 to be over I mean, there was all different things going on in people's lives and the world and the economy and in business and all of that stuff. And 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 I and I remember seeing posts about that. Good riddance, 2018. Thank goodness for 2019. And then 2019 came, and I told people, I said, Why do you expect there to be a different year if you're not doing anything different yourself? The world doesn't change just by itself. Not really. It it changes, your life changes because you're doing something different. You're believing in something different. So if you're keeping the same patterns, you can expect the same outcomes, which is 
Amazing. That's the law of statistics. And so 2019 rolled along and everybody was going, oh, my gosh, this isn't any better than 2018. Could it get any worse? Watch what you ask for. And 2020 came in and here we are still dealing with this virus, still seeing numbers going up, still seeing people not believing in it, people believing in it, all of this um, unbelievable amounts of information that are going out there uh, trying to sabotage our beliefs, trying to say, oh, you see the World Health Organization, they were all wrong. They now reversed their entire understanding and atypical, asymptomatic, excuse me, not atypical, asymptomatic people do not spread or rarely spread. Oh my gosh. But meanwhile, the numbers are going up. Again, none of that truly, truly matters in the big scheme of things, it's what you do with it that matters more than anything else. What you do with that information, how do you process? How do you process if it is really getting bad? Or how do you process if the whole thing was a hoax? Or how do you process, well, it's not as bad as what they say it is. How do you choose to process any of that? The answer should be the same for every single option. It should be the same, which is why it shouldn't matter whether someone or one side is more correct than the other side, right? It doesn't matter what just, yes, you can see now, all right, it looks like some of the states that opened early, their numbers wound up going up. All right. Um, there, there is some truth. I don't know how much you want to believe in in all of these statistics and these numbers, but the point is that they're there. So what do we do about it? So the answer to that is we care more. Just care, care, care about your neighbor, care about yourself. Um, it's all we have to do. Stop going panicking and going crazy. Um, yes, have more businesses been closing and shutting down and going out. We will and can bounce back from this. We can bounce back from this. Um, but that all goes along with what I wanted to talk about today in freedom. Since we just had the 4th of July, right, Independence Day really what truly America came together for on a spiritual level. I truly believe that we were meant to be an example of how we can coexist in the world, how we can coexist together. Every race, every creed can coexist. People from all different cultures can coexist and coexist in freedom coexist in peace. That's what we were meant to exemplify. So the 4th of July actually is extremely meaningful to me. Um, I always loved that time period, but specifically the entire process of the Declaration of Independence, the developing of it, the getting the, the congressional representatives to go along with it, all 13 of them, right, at that time. That was really meaningful for me. And even though I've had past life regressions, I I was never able to see if I 
existed back then, if I was maybe one of the members of Congress, but in actuality, my wife wound up having um, a reverie during a past life regression. We were at an I Can Do It, a Hay House I Can Do It conference in Tampa, Florida, and it was Denise Lynn. She was conducting a uh, past life regression, and my wife wound up seeing my life and she saw me signing the declaration of independence but not on the fourth of july the next day and and in actuality that's what happened there was only a few people who signed it actually on the fourth and then on the fifth the rest of the congress signed it including john hancock Um, so she saw me signing it but she said you weren't one of the major people even though i always loved john adams i always felt i was as arrogant as john adams if there was going to be uh, a congressman back then who was going to be loud and passionate about this declaration uh, about leaving england and king george's rule it would be me you know as john adams he wasn't very liked because he was pushy and he was arrogant but he was great and if it wasn't for john adams and benjamin franklin and thomas jefferson but john adams would not give up Um, do yourself a favor to really learn a wonderful history of the united states and see how it went John Adams, the television series that was on, it was a five-day miniseries many years ago. I believe it's on Netflix, the entire series. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. And it's very accurate, um, accurately um, represented. And it just really goes to show you the foundation, even how the the different... Um, political systems developed and why they developed the way they developed. It was very, very wonderful, wonderfully done. And so it's very meaningful for me when when that comes along. And it's representative, again, everything is representative of our spiritual nature. What was the real metaphysical meaning behind the Declaration of Independence? And it's really what you are trying to become independent of, not not of your higher self, but of your human side. You don't need to be so attached to that human side. Yes, it exists, and you know you're here, and you're going to go through these experiences, and we're going to be talking about that, right? But you need to be more attached to your spiritual nature because that will guide you. That will open up the channels to all the guidance from from spirit, from God, from your your archangels or your higher ascended masters, whatever you want to refer to them all as. When you become committed to and attached to and free of just the the human side, the human concept, this reality here, um, you become free of, of a rule, of an illusional rule. And that's what King George represented. All of these rulers that we had since the beginning of time, right? Always telling us what we needed to be able to do. And that happened because we detached from our own ruling side, which again is spirit is God. So here we are 
you know, no longer having that internal guidance. We had prophets, like the prophets of the Old Testament, but the prophets helped to remind us, remind us. And then, then somebody decided that the prophets weren't enough, that there needed to be a ruler as well. So kings began, right? The, the, the system of kingdomhood and leadership um, began across the lands. And so the whole metaphysical representation of detaching and becoming independent from the king was to let us know that we can be our own rulers, to remind us that we have that inner guidance. But, of course, it didn't necessarily go in that direction completely. Now we were going to have representatives, and there was a certain form of the English government that we kept over here. The Magna Carta served as an example of the kind of um, representation and government we were going to create here. But it's all, again, to bring us everything that we celebrate, everything that we honor is to remind us of who we are and to remind us of our own kingness. We have the greatest king that we are attached to, that we are part of, that we are. And that is spirit. That is God, right? And each one of us, if we followed that rule, those, those, and when I say rule and laws, I'm actually referring to guidance, right? The Ten Commandments were not commandments. They were written, and the word commandment was then used to make it appear to be a law of God, but God would never give us laws, because then there would be no free will. Think about that for a moment. Think about the concept of free will. And we're going to talk again. We're going to talk about freedom. Free will. It starts, freedom starts with free will. The free will to follow a set of guidelines. Why would God then say, well, you have free will except for these 12 laws. You need to to follow them. And then actually, and I said that there was 12 because it was narrowed down to 10, but there were um, originally 12 of them. The number 12 was very big in the Bible, but somehow, some way, very early on, they got narrowed down into 10, the 10 commandments. But there wouldn't be laws. God would not give laws, but God would say, hey, listen, Every one of these guidelines I'm giving you help you. They help you. They don't help me. I don't care if you follow them for my sake. Following them is for your sake, for your sake. You know, um, love God with all your heart and all your might. Well, that God is you. And the highest part of you, why wouldn't the God source say, love that with all your heart and all your might, you know? Don't kill. Kill makes you, killing people, first of all, you can't kill people. You can only kill their bodies. 
their souls continue so you can't take life so so you might as well just stop there but killing makes you feel bad thinking the idea that you can take something away from somebody makes you feel bad it really does it makes you feel guilty oh yeah you may develop some apathy and not care but that's not true you will care and and so that makes you feel bad You know what else makes you feel bad? Lying makes you feel bad. When you're not truthful and honest and genuine, that makes you feel bad. Makes you feel like a hypocrite. It makes you feel phony. And more importantly, when you're lying to your neighbors, let's say you've got this hidden ideas about people, you don't like them for some reason. You become racist, but you hide that. And now all people are just talking about how wonderful you are. What a sweet person. But meanwhile, you're harboring all of that anger, possibly hatred. That makes you feel guilty. That makes you feel bad. And then your defense mechanisms kick in and you hide it and you deny it and you suppress it and you rationalize it. And and that makes you feel bad. You know, oh, you know, another thing that makes you feel bad, being committed to one person, being married and then going off with somebody else because you have some sexual desire. Right. Because you, 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 you want to be made to feel better. That makes you feel bad. First of all, you feel bad to start with maybe in your marriage and you're not really sharing that and talking about it with your spouse, a partner. And then you go off with somebody else because that feels good and that makes you feel good. Well, that only lasts momentarily and then you're going to feel crappy again. So all of the guidelines that we were given have nothing to do with rules and regulations. It has to do, moral values have to do with what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad. What makes you make higher choices? What makes you make lower choices? So it really is, that's where your freedom lies, is in the choices that you make. You are free to make all the choices you want. So we were given these guidelines, you know, from the beginning. So, so, you know, then because those guidelines weren't necessarily followed then, then mankind, uh, humankind believed there needed to be more laws, actually written laws. You don't need to write laws. You don't need to have police to enforce laws if you were st- still connected with your higher self, your higher self would automatically guide you to do the higher things or what you call right and wrongs. They're actually higher choices and lower choices. So you would make the higher choices if you stayed connected and your your higher self, your God force was guiding you. All right, so you lost out on that. Now you made a whole bunch of laws. Now look at what you've got. Now you've got people wanting to break the law because who wants to be told? See, there's there's the whole idea. You guys are down there on the earth. Here now, I'm I'm going to be speaking like God right now and what God might say. All right, so I made you all. You have all free will, but now you made all of these laws and rules and regulations, but you still want to believe you're free. You're not free. Freedom is an illusion on this planet. It's an illusion. You're only free to the extent of the choices you're making, okay? 
But you follow the natural laws of life. You follow. You you can break the natural laws of life. Like, for example, gravity is a natural law of life. You've learned how to break that law. You've created spacecraft. You've created airplanes, hot air balloons. You've created all these things to break the laws, the natural law of gravity. However, there are some other natural laws that you haven't been able to change or break. And that is the natural law of your body decaying and eventually stopping. Now, could you, could you, could you change that? Sure, you can change that. You can change that. A matter of fact, um, the whole reason why Jesus came down there and showed you that he could resurrect and take his body with him is that you can defy death. You can defy death. Should you defy death? Um, well, maybe at some point you've, you will learn how. Um, I believe the Mayan culture did that, that they took their bodies with them. Do you have to? No, you're not going to use your body over here. The whole reason why Jesus did that was to show you that you can, that nothing, nothing is impossible. Everything is possible. But do you need to? Did he, did Jesus or any other spiritual leader ever tell you, you must learn how not to die? You must learn how if you die to be able to take your body with you? No, no, not at all. A matter of fact, we created limitations on this planet purposely, purposely, and not just laws or, or to that, that we have to go by, but limitations so that we can experience ourselves in a limited way. If you want to experience yourselves completely unlimited, you stay on this side. You stay in the dimensions, the spiritual dimensions. But if you want to experience yourself in a different way and you want to experience growth, that's why you've decided to go down there on the earth. That's why we're here, is so that we can experience ourselves in a limited way. So as soon as we have limit, then we don't have this, the type of freedom everybody thinks we're supposed to have. The freedom to do anything you want. No, you don't have the freedom to do anything you want. You still have to abide by your natural laws and also guide the guidelines of not hurting your neighbor. Yeah, you can you can do your own thing, but once it interferes in your neighbor's life, that's not good anymore. You're not free to do that. You're free to make whatever choice you want. You're free to believe in anything that you want. But even then, hey, you can believe in anything you want. But then when it starts destroying your life or hurting you, don't complain about it. Yeah, you're free, even free to commit suicide. You're free to let your body decay in a bad way because you don't want to take care of yourself. You're free to do that. You're free to eat wrong. You're free to, to not exercise. Okay, But what you're not free to is the outcome.
the consequences. You are not free to escape that. So freedom, the way we think about it, is an illusion. Yes, we were free from King George. We have the freedom to to decide what we're going to believe in. So now we think we're free for everything. And we're really not. You're free un- until it reaches a certain condition. So we have to stop worrying about freedom. I, 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 you know, we've been walking around and literally I was in a store and you were required to wear a mask. Our North Carolina is now mandated that you must wear a mask as soon as you step outside and in any public place. So yes, my wife and I am going to stores and, and I went to a store and I'm there and in comes a woman with two children, two young children. And so the sales clerk stopped her at the door and said, I'm sorry, you can't come in unless you're, you wear a mask. And she said, it is my right and free will and freedom to not wear a mask. And I stopped and I'm listening to this. And she said, well, I'm sorry, ma'am. It, it is mandated that you wear a mask in here. So, you know, because that's what the governor said. But it is my right to not wear a mask. And being Vince, I interjected because her choice was actually going to be affecting my life and other people's lives. And that's why you then have a right to say something. And I said, ma'am, can you understand that yes, You have the right to make choices, but it is not your right to hurt other people, that your choices hurt other people. That's where freedom changes. I don't understand why people don't really know what the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence actually says. It says you have the the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as long as it doesn't interfere in somebody else's right. So you not wearing a mask actually can interfere in my life because you can pass along something to me. She was more concerned about, I'll disinfect myself and my children when I get home. I'm, I'm just like, but ma'am, can't you just understand that you could be carrying something that you can give to somebody else or your children can be giving it to somebody else. Whatever the case may be, it's you don't have the freedom that you think. And we're going to talk more about this on the other side. And if you have any questions about this, please call in at 816-251-3555. And let's talk about this and let's talk about freedom. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and we are discussing what freedoms do we really, truly have and why? Why did we set it up this way? So come on back on the other side of the commercial and feel free to stay and listen to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. 
Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Oh, welcome. And if you are just joining us, I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And we're talking about what are you truly free to do in this life? And we've been discussing the fallacies of freedom, the myths and the truths and the fallacies of freedom. And we're going to continue on that because are we really meant to be free or unlimited as described in some of the spiritual and metaphysical philosophies? We've heard a lot about this unlimited ability and we are, you know, we have the law of attraction and we are unlimited beings. Of course, we are unlimited beings and I'm going to get back to that. Uh, but I did want to discuss what's coming up July 15th, next Wednesday, Okay. There's been a lot of people that in my readings and my sessions, as well as people who have been writing me, talking about issues and how stuff keeps happening and coming up from the past. And they say to me, well, I've done so much work. I've seen counselors and therapists, and I've done years of self-healing and working on all of the issues that happened from my past. And, and I still can't get through. I still can't seem to get the direction. I still seem to be blocked. Why does this keep coming up? And then when I go into answers and I keep seeing some of the issues from the past still, they become so discouraged because of all the work they've done. Well, join me next week when and we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about why stuff and more stuff keeps coming up, even though you've done the work. And then on July 22nd, ah, can your past lives be causing issues in this one. That's another thing that keeps coming up, another topic um, and question that people are asking me. The issues that I am having today, can they be related to my past lives? And if they are, what can I do about it? Because I can't go back in that past and do anything about them. So join me on July 22nd. And if you even want a past life mini reading, join me, call in. And I will let you know what you were in a past life and how that life may be influencing this one to your benefit or to your detriment. So that's July 22nd. So let's continue with what we're talking about now, freedom. And we hear um, a lot of the spiritual teachers talking about how we are unlimited beings that are capable of creating anything and everything. Ye yes, of course, that is our, our soul's nature. Our souls were created by spirit, by God, by a divine force, a power, omnipotent being, and we were created in its image. It's unlimited, therefore we're unlimited. However, the God force truly never incarnated down on earth and it did not incarnate in the form of jesus on earth fundamentalists would like to believe that jesus was god becoming man and i love eric butterworth's definition of that in his book celebrate yourself 
he states that Jesus was an example of man becoming God. And that's what I believe. And I believe Jesus was trying to give that example to us to remind us who we were and what to evolve to, what to aspire for and be motivated to become. We're motivated to become the gods that we're meant to be, which means we are not in that level at that level right now, which means we may not be able to raise the dead which also means we may not be able to walk on water. Now, Jesus said that if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Now, certainly with all of the mountain excavations we have done in order to make roads and go to distant lands in our own country and all over the world, certainly having the faith to move that mountain with just a thought would certainly have been fabulous. Um, Even in the days of Egypt, building those pyramids with just a thought instead of using 2,000 slaves, Jewish slaves, oh yeah, that probably would have been easier. But it wasn't meant to be then, and we don't have that faith yet, at least not anybody that I know of. I've not seen a mountain move yet just from somebody's thought. Oh, maybe David Blaine, the magician, does TV magic and levitates himself. You know, Chris Black does the same thing, levitates himself, but that's all camera work. So are we really then meant to be unlimited here? And it reminds me again, and I'm sure those of you who listen to me all the time may have heard this little joke about a Buddhist monk who dies, transitions, and he's now on the other side, and he meets um, God, spirit, all excited, all excited. Uh, It's like, oh my gosh, I had a fabulous life, God. It was incredible. I spent my entire life just to be able to evolve higher enough to have a greater consciousness, to be able to levitate myself across the big lake in my country. And finally, after an entire lifetime of practicing, of healing, of dedicated meditation, yoga, I finally was able to lift myself up and levitate over the entire lake. And God looked at him and said, big deal, for a buck you could have taken the ferry. And I look at that joke and I go, yeah, yeah. Are we really meant in this life to be spending all our time to try to get to that level of consciousness. I've had people that will communicate with me and in my sessions, and they tell me, I want to connect. I want to be and know all of who I am. I want to experience experience my greatest spirit and soul, my highest soul. And 
I don't naturally say this, but I'm like, well, why are you then in this physical world? If you want to experience that, I would just cross over if I were you. Then you'll have more of a chance of experiencing that on the other side. As long as you're in this body, it's going to be a little bit harder. Where we really have not chosen to experience all we are meant to experience here in this physical life. Yes, we want to experience the most of what we can in a physical existence, but you're not going to experience all of who you are in a physical experience. You don't need to. You need to be able to get along here. And and while you're spending all of that time trying to raise yourself to the highest level and learning how to levitate across the lake, figuratively or emotionally or, or literally, you may be neglecting other aspects of your life that you shouldn't, like your relationships, like love, and I mean intimate love. You're meant to experience that in this physical world because that's what's going on right now. If you incarnate here at this time, they are playing a game and you've decided this is the game I want to play. Unless you specifically came down to change the game, but most of us did not come down to change the game yet. We came down to play the game. It was funny, while we were at the beach, we do with my friends, we play a lot of games, different games, board games, card games, fabulous. And one game that we learned, and and, and I can recommend this to everybody, is Catan. Catan, C-A-T-A-N, fabulous game. And it's about pioneering in the old days, and you have to buy roads and then settlements and then turn them into cities. And there's all of these different things going along, right? And and I they were teaching me the rules, but for some reason, um, I went back and I read some of the rules, and I read it differently than they were teaching me. So I was trying to make up different rules to the game, and they kept saying, no, you're trying to play by different rules. I'm like, yeah, but that's what I think it says there. Until I realized and we spoke to people who had been playing it for a very long time that that helped me understand it. But it was so funny because I was trying to change the rules of the game. But I was wanting to play that game. Well, that game had rules to it. (laughs) So I can't play the game and decide I'm going to change the rules. Then everybody else is playing by the written rules and I'm going to play by my own rules. That doesn't work. That's what's meant by live in the world. Live in the world. If you're coming down and you're incarnating here, live in the world. There's a game going on. And for example, in the game going on right now, part of what we are choosing to play is going through the course of marriage, going through the course of monogamy, intimacy. Why? That's part of the game that's going on here, marriage and monogamy, that the majority of people understand that that's what it's supposed to be. Now, there were times that it wasn't about monogamy, that men were allowed to marry as many women as they want a long time ago, and then not too long ago, the Mormons continued that belief for the longest time, and men had several wives. But then we changed those rules and then there was a different game, monogamy. 
So you're here right now. Now, you don't have to play like everybody else, which means not of the world. You don't have to step all over each other. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to hurt each other just to try to win. It's really not winning that matters. It's the playing of the game and going through the different steps around the board, around the playing field that we're choosing. And in that and in those rules of the game is where, therefore, lies what is free and what is not free to do. Uh, Based on the rule of or the, the board game of marriage and monogamy, we have chosen to marry one person now. You are not free, really, to marry all others. Well, of course you can, but then you're not playing by the rules of the game. And therefore, you're the one that's going to wind up suffering. Why do we have limitations? We set limitations purposely for, one, our own benefit, so that we can feel good about ourselves and the choices we make. Two, to be able to care about others and not hurt them. So we do have these guidelines. No, you just because you don't like your brother, you cannot pick up a stick and hit him in the head and kill him. Now, are you unlimited to be able to do that? Absolutely. As a being, you can pick up a stick, hit him in the head, therefore, or shoot him with a gun now. Okay, you did it. But... Were you free to do that? So freedom, again, is based on the limitations we are choosing to set so that we can learn and grow and understand by the choices we make, what is the outcome going to be? Are we going to feel good about it and be able to grow? Or are we going to feel bad about it and stagnate? Or worse yet, go backwards. So to understand then that we are really not free to do all the things we want to do. So take that word and make sure you use it for the right circumstances. You are free to believe what you want. You are free to pursue dreams. You are free to practice spiritual beliefs, political beliefs. You are free to make choices in your life, the type of job you want to do. You are free to eat the foods you want to eat. We used to be free to be able to walk outside without a mask on, but we had to change that rule mid-game because of the injuries that it was causing others. So you're not free to hurt people. Therefore, there wind up becoming different guidelines in order to achieve not hurting people. And those guidelines remove some of the things that you thought were free. Back in the old days, we were free to shoot anybody 
we didn't like. And then we made laws quickly about that to take that freedom away. So freedom is based on perception. It's based on what is going to be helpful to us. And maybe in the future, just like we're no longer free to drive without seatbelts on, why? For our protection and also for the protection of others. You know, it's pretty serious when you get into a car accident, a head-on collision, and your body goes flying out the front window and lands on somebody else's car. Okay? That's not so cool. Not to mention that your injuries now cause you to need insurance to take care of your medical coverage or the other person who caused the injury, right? And you're not wearing a seatbelt or whatever. Now insurance rates go up for everybody, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. So now we're required and we lost the freedom to go without seatbelts. But it makes sense to wear seatbelts because you're more protected with seatbelts. Yeah, of course you can get injured, but it doesn't matter for the most part, it saves you. So once again, freedoms change based on what is for your benefit. So then freedom is an illusion. Freedom is a perception. Freedom can be put into place whenever it wants to be and whenever we want it to be and taken away whenever we, we need it to be. But we need to apply the correct freedoms to our lives on a daily basis. We need to make the right choices for ourselves. We're free to make higher or low ones. We're free not to believe or have faith in something higher than us, but we need to change that. So even though we have some of these freedoms, we actually need to set our own guidelines and our own rules and laws of what to follow for our own benefit and growth. We should set, for example, the rule for ourselves, the guideline, the commandment, whatever you want to call it, that every day I'm going to do something self-healing. Self-healing, that's a rule, a guideline. I'm free to make that choice, and I'm choosing to make that choice. And I'm choosing to make it a rule in my life. So I'm committed. Commitment and rule can almost go hand in hand. Because if it's a good rule, especially, I'm committing to take care of my health every day. So I'm creating a guideline, a rule, a commandment that I'm going to eat well. That I'm going to eat clean that I'm not going to constantly put garbage into my system, my body. Oh, yes, yeah, sometimes I'm going to treat myself. There's that guideline. I'm going to include the clause, special holidays, special times, celebrations, birthdays, or when I, and whenever I just want to reward myself. See, there's there's... Um, an appendix, an attachment, an amendment to the rule. Make your own rules. Make your own guidelines. I'm going to 
meditate, any form of meditation. I'm going to do a meditation every day. I'm going to talk to myself. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to talk to my, my guides, ascended masters. I'm going to talk to the little child within me who's hurting every day. Every day I'm going to find something positive about myself, my life. There's my rule. There's my commandment. I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm not going to commit adultery on myself. So I'm not going to say that I'm committed to my internal intuition and my soul's mind and yet have an affair with my human mind and cheat on my soul. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm not going to kill off the greater part of me. I'm not going to separate from that. I'm going to honor and worship myself and the highest part of who I am for all that I am. I'm going to give myself a break. Maybe each day, maybe at least once a week, just stop. Stop and pay attention to all that I've done and all the choices I've made. I'm not going to, to be jealous or envious of what anybody else has. I'm going to appreciate all that I have and know that I can get more and, and gain more. Because I have the capacity to achieve. So there is no reason for me to be jealous and envious of anyone. I'm going to use them as an example of what I can even achieve for myself. I'm going to love the divine feminine, the divine masculine within me, my father, my mother, God, within me, I'm going to honor that because it gave birth to who I am. And it gives birth to me all the time, every day. Both my left brain, my right brain, my feminine, my masculine, my mother, my father within me of who I am. So all of those guidelines create for yourself. And that's what you're free to do. But don't need to become unlimited completely in this life. Don't need to step out of your body and be something else other than all of you, body, mind, and spirit. Body. Body comes first. Isn't that amazing? We put body, mind, spirit. Not just in alphabetical order. We could have said spirit, mind, body. But in this world, the body is our vehicle. The body is the means that we want to experience the soul. And the mind, of course, goes with the body and it, it determines, the mind is what determines how we're going to experience the soul in the form of the body, not in the form of the soul, in the form of the body. And, and understand again, there is a reason why we don't hear the soul. 
why the soul cannot intercede or interfere unless the body and the mind chooses to hear it because that's what free will is because your mind is meant to make the choices that you decide to make and yes the intuition is in there and the soul is talking to us all the time helping or trying to help but it is still the conscious choice it is the conscious choices we make that makes a difference the conscious human choices we make we are putting ourselves through a growth lesson not a test a growth lesson and the lessons come from the choices that we consciously make that's how we grow this whole pandemic what are the choices you are making are you choosing to be afraid are you choosing to see nothing but limitations are you choosing to to panic or are you choosing to feel at peace are you choosing to want to become involved and help wherever you can are you choosing to be thoughtful are you choosing to stand up for what's right for being righteous and helping people learn or are you choosing to just ignore and deny everything and go your own way are you choosing to make peace when you can are you choosing to let go of angers and resentments because of circumstances that you've seen in the world in your country in your state in your city in your neighborhood in your backyard with your family what choices are you consciously making it matters not what choices your soul makes that's too easy your soul and god are connected and when you get to the other side it's easy to make better choices it's harder to make better choices in this physical world but we've set it up intentionally to be able to make higher choices here even if the higher choices don't necessarily produce the outcome you want to join me again on the stop stopping yourself show next week have a fabulous week and think about the choices you make and the freedoms you truly have this is your host Vincent Jenna coming to you from the Unity Online Radio have a fabulous week everyone thanks for listening this is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.